Welcome to The Fully Lived Life, a podcast for those who are longing to pursue the full life and want to break free from anything that holds them back. Listen in as two friends, a psychologist, Dr. Mary, and a life coach, Jillian, talk about life, love, and purpose through the lens of faith, science, psychology, and life experiences. Hello, my friend, Mary. Hi, Jillian. How are you doing today? I am doing well. Good. Yeah, I'm feeling good. I, you know, this is always a highlight of my week that I get Mm. to sit across my dear friend and talk about life. Yeah. And, you know, I want our listeners to know, I think we said this in the previous episode, um, that we sometimes don't even know where this is going. Yeah. We do have a structure, but then we allow ourselves just the permission Mm -hmm. to sort of go. Mm -hmm. And like I was the lab rat Stella in our previous episode, which was not a planned thing at all. Uh But we do want to equip, encourage and empower you through our podcasts. Mm -hmm. We are basing our podcast on Dr. Mary's book, The Fully Lived Life. And we seek to touch on the themes that are brought up in the book mm-hmm. and to give you some um, constructive ways to handle sort of life's up and downs, yeah. right? And today we're going to talk about that. We're going yeah. to talk about gaining wisdom in the face of heartbreak. Mm. And it is heartbreak as in life's up and downs, mm-hmm. not major losses like the loss of a loved one. Mm-hmm. Um, that is grief and suffering. And we will tackle that in a future episode. But mm-hmm. today, you know, we're talking about things like the loss of a job, mm-hmm. um, the loss of maybe a close relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking about not getting that job or not getting into that school that you wanted to get into. Mm-hmm. Those kinds of disappointments. Mm-hmm. Sound yeah. good? Yeah, that sounds great. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I want to start off our episode with a very important quote. Oh, we love quotes. From the wise agent Phil Coulson. <laughs> Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh. Like, listen, I was watching the episode. I had to grab my phone to write this down because wow. I thought it was so good. Yeah, the things that come from TV. The world is full of evil and lies and pain and death, and you can't hide from it. You can only face it. The question is, when you do, how do you respond? Who do you become? Oh, wow. That dude. is really good. That is really good. I think that kind of captures... Uh, the essence of our podcast, actually. Like, we're not here to tell people that life isn't hard. No. We're not here to minimize that reality, but we want to equip our listeners to be able to handle the reality of life with courage and resilience. Yes. And in that, grow in their character and their faith and as a person. Of course. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you and I have had our share of heartbreaks. Yes, we have. Over the course of our lives. Mm-hmm. And we walked through a lot of those heartbreaks together. Mm-hmm. Um And sometimes, you know, it's hard, right? It's hard not just walking through it on your own, but even walking through it as a friend, with a friend. It's very difficult. Yeah, because certainly I feel so powerless. I know. I can't do anything and change your life. And you know me, I want to fix it all. Exactly. Well, I want to fix it too, because I'm a rescuer. Don't forget. Right. So you rescue and I'd like want to just jump in there and bang heads together. That's right. right. Like that's going to work. Yeah. So, I mean... When we are disappointed in life, and there's lots of ways that disappointment comes our way, Mm -hmm. and it is a part of life, Mm -hmm. and uh, parents, it's going to be a part of your kids' lives, right? And um, you modeling the way you handle disappointments is going to speak loudly into the way your kids are also going to handle disappointments, Mm -hmm. right? And it will also, as you help them face real reality and face their disappointments and don't protect them from the pain of that. No, that's right. 
doing, knowing that you're doing it for their good and their growth. Remember, parents were always trying to build resilient generations. That's right. Because, you know, the, our world has changed so much mm -hmm. in the last decade mm -hmm. with um, the internet mm -hmm. that our kids are, like their growth of world events, mm -hmm. uh, what they see, what they experience, um, is going to be very different from our own childhoods. Right, for sure. So we want to equip and be resilient mm -hmm. as they move through life. Mm -hmm. Okay, so how do we begin to handle and gain wisdom and grow? Because we talked about this uh, a while back in our topic about PTSD. Mm -hmm. There is something called PTSG, mm -hmm. post-traumatic stress growth. Right. How we grow from the traumas of life. Mm -hmm. Today, we're not going to touch on trauma as much. Mm -hmm. um, but number one, we have to accept that disappointment is a part of life, right? Right, right. That's, you know, we talked about this in the denial yeah. um, episode is that we have to face the reality that we are hurting yeah. and not to minimize it, not to dwell in. I mean, that's a whole other thing, but to be able to acknowledge, wow, that um, loss of that dream or that job really, really hurts. And to give myself permission to feel sadness and yes. anger and disillusionment and all the feelings that come with uh, disappointments in life. Like, don't hide from that uh, because then you don't do the hard work of plumbing what those emotions will do to shift mm -hmm. uh, your character and your faith. Yeah. And it's mm -hmm. okay to grieve things. Yeah, it is. Right? It's not just okay. It's good to do that. It is. Um, we do need to grieve through the losses of our uh, mm -hmm. of our lives, and disappointment is a loss. Yeah, it is. And there's grief attached to it. Yeah, and and if I think about it, uh, for me as a parent, one of the hardest things for me to watch my kids go through is disappointment. Yes. Everything in me wants me to protect them from the pain of that, from not getting the part in the play to watching them feel disappointed because God didn't answer their prayers. Right. Like, oh, that's a tough one. Yeah. To manage without like trying to excuse God as if I can. Mm -hmm. th th that um, just speaks to how much disappointment can cause pain. It does. But I've watched that in this in your life. And I know for myself too, that as we've chosen to accept our disappointment and our heartbreak, yeah. as we've chosen to face it, process it and grieve it, we are then able to come out the other side and have wisdom. Exactly. And I think part of that is um, the growth in facing reality, which we talked about before. Mm -hmm. um, Self-compassion, allowing ourselves to grieve. We've talked about that. But the other thing is like, instead of sitting in that state indefinitely, because mm -hmm. I, you know, I can wallow. Yeah. I yeah. can get right in there in the mud pit. Yeah. And roll around. Yeah. I can too. wallow. Mm -hmm. um, and, but I'm also acknowledging that Disappointment happens. It is part of life. Mm -hmm. And I do also need to accept any responsibility that I have in it. Ooh, yes. And I will be honest with you, Mary. Mm -hmm. One of the things that creates disappointment in my life is unreal expectations. Yeah, very, very true. Of yourself. Uh, of myself and, and of, of others. others. Ah. But definitely. And I pretty have some pretty high expectations yeah, of myself. Right. So facing reality then and taking responsibility is to say, okay, that was unrealistic of me to expect that. Yes. Of myself or of the other person. Yes. Mm. And, you know, I 
I love this Dr. Phil quote. I'm not a big Dr. Phil fan, but I love the quote. You know, um, this idea of insanity mm. is, you know, doing the same thing and expecting different, different results. results. Yeah. And we can apply that to relationships mm-hmm. when people have let us down and disappointed us, um, that they might do it again. Mm-hmm. So what is my part in accepting the disappointments in my life and the disappointments that come at me from others? Mm-hmm. Do I need to change my expectations, mm-hmm. question my expectations. That's great. Yeah, that's really, really good. Um, and uh, the other thing, too, if I can um, expand on this, th- this giving ourselves permission to feel the negative emotions, uh, whatever that might be, isn't just because that's part of letting it go. Uh, it goes back to the whole thing about resilience. Mm-hmm. Many people are very afraid of letting themselves feel negative emotions. Mm-hmm. It just feels too painful. Uh, it do you, I don't know if you realize this, but emotional pain triggers the exact same part of the brain as physical pain does. Yeah. Right? So we What a wear and tear that's going to take on your body. Well, but yeah. our, our bodies are designed to be resilient. Mm-hmm. Our bodies are designed to repair, not just from physical injury, but also from emotional injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's when we choose not to look or face those emotional pain things that it kind of stays stuck in our brain. Yeah. And it, wreaks havoc in a way that we don't even have any uh, ability to manage because we're not aware of it. So self-awareness is really key with that. So um, if you recognize that emotional pain is triggering the same part of the uh, brain as physical pain is, we need to give honor Yes. And put it this way to our emotional pain as we do to our physical pain. Yes. So when I break a leg and hurt my leg, I'm going to rest. Whereas if I have emotional pain, what I do, I typically push through and I ignore it. That's right. So I got to give myself space to rest, to feel those emotions, and to be able to bring it to a place of some resolution, which you, you speak about, the problem-solving part. Um, the other part that it's doing is it's increasing my tolerance to experience those negative emotions. I know I can get through. I know I can handle it. This is very painful, but I can do it. So another interesting piece of um, research is that women are generally more emotionally resilient than men, which is kind of interesting to see because we see men as brave and, you know, go out Mm -hmm. and do whatever. But because women are more emotionally wired and give themselves permission to feel their emotions more, they're actually also more emotionally resilient. Yeah. They've had a lot more practice. They certainly have a lot more practice, yeah. And not just because their lives are so much different, it's because they've allowed themselves. Mm -hmm. They've given permission. Yeah. That's a really big thing. That is. When we talk in our podcast, giving yourself permission Mm -hmm. is huge. Yeah. Because I remember, um, this this will remind you of something. So years ago, Mm -hmm. my son... Mm -hmm. uh, didn't make it the, the didn't make the basketball team, mm-hmm. and actually it was pretty crummy because he'd been told by the coach that he was being picked, mm-hmm. and then when the roster came out, his mm-hmm. name wasn't on it. Mm. So it was like disappointment and almost like betrayal, right? And it was really hard. Mm-hmm. Like he was young at the time, maybe mm-hmm. twelve, mm-hmm. and I remember you. We we were talking. I was telling you about it, and you said, "Have Bruce take him downstairs to the basement, set up some pillows." And you said to me, have Bruce say, oh, I'm so mad I could just punch this pillow. Mm. And, you know, because Bruce was feeling it for him too. And Bruce modeled, like, I'm just, like, I got to get this out. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, Kellen started punching the pillows. Mm -hmm. And then they ended up laughing Mm -hmm. about it. 
because there was this physical response mm-hmm. that had to happen mm-hmm. with this emotional response that was happening within. Mm-hmm. He needed to let it out. Yeah. And it was very therapeutic for both oh. of them. I didn't recall that conversation, but thank you for bringing that. You're welcome. You know, I was actually just coaching uh, um, a male leader yesterday, and uh, we were having a great conversation. I mean, he's a very, very capable leader, uh, but he had been getting some feedback that um, people perceived him to be not very empathetic or warm, which is very surprising because I'm interacting with him and he's lovely. He's got this real tender side of himself. He's as innate, by the way. Okay. <laughs> you can already see where that's oh, going. Boy. And um, I said to him, like, like uh, first of all, I asked him, like, where, what, what's your history with your, pa- your family? He spoke about glowingly about his parents. And I said, okay, we're not going to talk about your past as a way to blame your parents, mm-hmm. but just so you have an awareness. Anyway, long story short, he began to realize that his dad modeled shutting down his emotions yeah. and that his mother modeled emotions used uh, more for guilt tripping. Okay. So neither of which were really great models. So he grew up into adulthood thinking that expressing his emotions was not a good thing. Which I think a lot of our listeners will relate to. That's right. And so uh, he just wasn't used to paying attention to what his emotions were. So when bad things or disappointments would happen to him, uh, he would just kind of push it aside and keep moving on. And he, again, very competent guy. So he would just keep going on. Well, he ended up coming to coaching with me because he had an event happening that really was so disappointing and crushing that he reached out for some help. Mm. And um, so in the process of facing the disappointment of this, oh man, there's been such growth for him. Yeah. Uh, And he's learning habits of actually paying attention to when he feels disappointment and heartbreak. Wow. Mm -hmm. So that is really great. Now I'm just thinking about um, in your situation with him, Mm -hmm. because he's not used to this, Mm -hmm. right? And now Mm -hmm. all of a sudden he's very aware that he's got these emotions going on and he's probably able to label them now and Mm -hmm. call them out. What would um, what would it be like to walk him through some self-talk, reframing, mm-hmm. so that um, as he's getting healthy with being able to pay attention to his emotions, when he feels some things and disappointment, how could you walk him through some healthy self-talk mm-hmm. to help him navigate forward? Mm-hmm. Well, in his case... Um this whole thing about paying attention to his emotions was so new that I said to him, give yourself lots of grace. I'm not asking you to change your behavior real time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you, what it is is about pulling yourself away and giving yourself time to ask at the end of each day or at the beginning of the next day, how was that day for me? And where would I say I felt, and I called it icky, because maybe that's the best he could come up with. Right. And you don't need to label what that is, but like, where have you felt, eh, not so great. And then go back to that situation Mm -hmm. and start to play through what that situation was and then begin to try to label that emotion. And the the labeling is is more of a, uh, almost an experiment. Okay. Do I feel sad? Do I feel angry? Do I feel disappointed? And then of course, what I'm doing with, as he's telling me the scenario is I'm also modeling it for him and, and giving him some suggestions. So he very readily uh, goes on to anger 
not just as an eight, but also it, it, for a lot of men, the only emotion that they seem to have permission to express is anger. So then I said to him, well, you know, anger often is a secondary emotion to cover right, up more right. vulnerable emotions. So could you possibly be feeling other emotions? And I would throw out, what about shame? What about embarrassment? What about sadness? Mm-hmm. What about betrayal? And I would start, and you could see as I'm saying these words, and I'm doing it with a lot of empathy, and this is where self-compassion comes in. When you can say those words to yourself with a lot of compassion, your heart will start to feel it and go, oh, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Like you would do with a child. Oh, I, I so resonate with this because, mm-hmm. you know, for me as an Enneagram 8, mm-hmm. um, we go to anger pretty quickly mm-hmm. like that. But I realized that it was secondary mm-hmm. and what was behind it was feeling manipulated. Mm. And so now when I start to get stirred up inside, I mm-hmm. can go, huh, what's manipulating me in this situation? Right. Where do I feel manipulated right. or right. played? Mm-hmm. And, and then I can quickly name it, and it doesn't get to the anger stage. Mm-hmm. It starts with just this, oh, I'm starting to get stirred up, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden I can go, oh, okay, let's unpack mm-hmm. this a little bit. Yeah, and so that, it saves me a lot of drama. Sure does, but it's a great example of learned wisdom now Yeah, because you chose to look exactly. at this pattern in your life and go, okay, what's going on here? Let me feel the emotion, but let me also evaluate what's really going on. Right. So you're really helping him gain wisdom in the face of this heartbreak that's gone on in his life mm-hmm. that's caused this real kind of like a critical moment for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he was starting to think, should I be leaving that situation? Should I right. be? Um, because, you know, he, the, the, you know, God is so good. In his instance, he knew deep down that there was something going on that God was trying to teach him okay. about himself. And so that's part of him reaching out for help is like, I, I can't understand this, but I feel like there's something in there. And I think uh, for me that if I can keep that as my regular mindset, like, mm-hmm. the, you know, the verse Romans eight twenty eight, how God uses everything for good in right. life. Which is a hard verse for it's a lot of people. It's a very hard verse. Yeah. But I actually find hope in that. I do too. Because what I do when I anticipate when things may possibly go wrong or I may face disappointment, I'm like, okay, God has allowed this in my life but I can trust that he's going to use it for good in my life. Right. And I'm going to grow through this. Right. And so um, it, that is a very, very important um, belief to hold on to so that you're you're constantly looking for what's the growth opportunity? What is it that I'm to learn from this situation? That's right. And so that's what this young man was was able to do. That's fantastic. And I'm, I'm thinking, you know, anytime there's a disappointment, we can say, we can go so quickly to it's the end of the world, I can't go on. I'm a terrible person. Mm. And we allow those phrases to sort of take hold. Mm-hmm. And then it triggers this whole cascade mm-hmm. of this negative self-talk. It does. So if we can stop that by naming our emotions, mm-hmm. what am I really feeling? What's behind this? Mm-hmm. What's behind the anger? Mm-hmm. And I would suggest for our listeners, if you go to anger quickly, mm-hmm. there's something else behind that. Mm-hmm. And when you learn what's behind it, mm-hmm. it's so freeing. Mm-hmm. It yeah. really is. Well, um, one of the the values I have with the Enneagram tool is that you understand all the nine types and underlying every single one of them are vulnerable yes. emotions and That's things right. that they're afraid of. And so that understanding gives permission to recognize, it goes back to accepting my humanity, accepting my limitations, That's accepting right. the vulnerable in me so that I can grow from that. Yeah. And then go like what you're equipping him to is 
to make a plan, mm-hmm. to make a plan forward. That's right. So that's the part of the growth is being to accept, mm-hmm. then acknowledge any responsibility we have in it, um, accept our emotions mm-hmm. and name them, mm-hmm. figure out what's going on there, and then to make a plan forward mm-hmm. so that we don't wallow in the disappointment, right. that we move towards growth. Right. And it doesn't mean the disappointment's not going to go away. Mm-hmm. It could take a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but it means that we're moving forward in a healthy way. Mm-hmm, exactly. Uh, I just read a quote from Lisa Turkhurst in her book, um, The Best Yes. Mm. And the chapter was about uh, what happens when you think you're doing the right thing mm. and you've given the best yes, and then things don't go the way you expect. And Much you're like your business plan that yeah. we talked about in the previous exactly. episode. Exactly, yeah. Right? So she's there's two quotes that... Um, um, she said, but I'll start with the one that specifically uh, responds to this. When my best yes doesn't yield what I expect, let this unexpected happening point to your strength, not your weakness. Oh, I like that. Maybe you've been entrusted with this, not cursed with it. Do the next right thing that's right in front of you. From that cracked open heart place, a God-breathed strength will rise, rise, rise and help you spit in Satan's face as you declare you picked the wrong woman to mess with this time. I love that. Isn't that awesome? You know me, I love spitting. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. And you get permission to spit. Wow. Yeah. Um, But the part too, not just that strength that comes with you picked the wrong woman to mess with this time, but also reframing it. Like this thing that happened to you, Mm -hmm. don't label it as a sign of your weakness, mm-hmm. but that it may be actually pointing to your strength, wow. your courage, your perseverance, your character, and that the thing that happened, which is so hard, is not a curse, but maybe something you've been entrusted with. Yeah. Like, talk about how that kind of reframing can give me the courage to get up and face what I have to face wow. and do the next right thing in spite of the pain and suffering that I've been going through. Oh, so I would leverage that so much. Mm-hmm. So if I had a client sitting across from me and we were talking about a disappointment mm-hmm. and I was using that quote, um, I would leverage what is the strength mm-hmm. and let's, let's focus on the strength now. Exactly. Right? Perfect. Like maybe the strength is you kept your mouth closed in that situation where you could have fought back. Mm-hmm. Yes. You took the high road. Yes. Maybe your strength is that you didn't seek revenge, mm-hmm. that you were able to go forward mm-hmm. and leave the thing alone. Mm-hmm. Like there is so much strength that can be garnered yes. if we look for That's it. That's right. But it's the looking for it. It's so the looking we for tend it. to look so much for the negative. Mm-hmm. For the defeat rather than the strength. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Okay. It's excellent. So, you know, listeners, maybe you have a recent um, disappointment that you can take this exercise and go, what was the strength that I displayed, um, showed, exercised? Maybe it's just restraint. Mm -hmm. And that is a strength. Mm -hmm. I think I, I love that, that you've included that as part of the exercise because it's not just reframing it. But it's telling myself a new narrative about yes, myself. Yes, and that is the key yeah. to self, like to growth. Yeah, sure. and it's the confidence to know that I will be okay, yeah. that I am resilient, that I can grow through this. Yeah. Isn't that so powerful and so yeah. important? Um, we, just, we just celebrated, and I use the term, it is a celebration, but it's a tough celebration. We celebrated the 75th anniversary 
of um, the liberation of Nazi Germany. Mm. Uh, so Auschwitz, 75 years ago, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. it was liberated, right? Yeah. And the prisoners were set free. Mm -hmm. And Viktor Frankl, mm -hmm. a great um, neurologist, psychiatrist, we see his writing all the time, he spent over four years in a concentration camp. Mm -hmm. He wrote the book, Man's Search for Meaning. I'm going to read you a quote from this. Mm -hmm. When we are no longer able to change a situation, we are challenged to change ourselves. And, I mean, like, if you're in a concentration camp, you cannot change your situation. Yeah. And we hear this with Corey Ten Boom. Mm -hmm. She couldn't change her situation, but she could change herself. Mm -hmm. And the richness that came out of those horrible situations mm -hmm. that could have broken people mm -hmm. actually provided growth. Mm -hmm. PTSG, mm -hmm. post-traumatic stress growth. Mm -hmm. So we can choose to mm -hmm. change ourselves. Mm -hmm. So if there's a situation that is so heartbreaking and defeating to us, what can we change about ourselves to reframe it? That's right. Yeah, so remembering to grieve it and process the emotions because yeah. our emotions tell us something about um, ourselves, giving ourselves empathy and compassion, yeah. but then mining that experience for the wisdom that and the, and the growth that can come from that. Yeah. And then create that what you mine into a new narrative for yourself and begin to speak that over yourself in your life. Yeah. Because what that does is it increases your confidence and your resilience to handle the next situation yeah. that happened that may create heartbreak. But in yeah. that, it's the reframing isn't uh, it's everybody else's fault or whatever it is. It's being able to take responsibility for my part of it, and I can grow, and I can be better in this. That's right. And I, I mean, I use this tool all the time in coaching um, situations where I ask the person to write it out mm. because there are going to be times in your life where you're facing another heartbreak. Mm -hmm. And if it's written out, you don't have to go back and think it through because you don't have the energy for that, especially when you're dealing with heartbreak. Mm -hmm. Your energy is going into the emotions and managing that. Right. So to have it written out where you can pull that piece of paper out and go, oh yeah, the last time, mm -hmm. I'm going to read this out loud to myself. Mm -hmm. It is very powerful. Yeah. And for those people who don't like to write, uh, because some people are like that, like just record yourself yes. talking. Yes. Uh, or uh, even more creatively, people who can draw paint or paint, whatever, or pick some music that the lyrics really speak to you about that situation. You wanna, you wanna commemorate it yeah. in the sense of capturing yes. the pain of it, not so that you dwell in it, but so that you recognize the growth that comes from it. Absolutely. Yeah. So good. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I wanna um, add the second quote I mentioned from Lisa Turquoise's uh, book, The Best Yes. Yeah. Uh, and I want listeners to really take this in. Uh, I want to repeat this to myself. Okay. Too. Friend, you are strong. You are persevering, tough, able to bend without breaking, willing to be humbled to the point of humiliation, not blinded, a hunter for wisdom, a praying through it. She's speaking to women, a praying through it woman, a courageous gal, one who wants to learn the deep dependence of following hard after God himself. Ooh. Let me repeat that one more time. Yeah. Friend, you are strong. You are persevering, tough, able to bend without breaking, willing to be humbled to the point of humiliation, not blinded, 
a hunter for wisdom, a praying through it person, a courageous person, one who wants to learn the deep dependence of following hard after God himself. Let that sit in your mind and your heart. Oh, yeah. Put that on your screensaver on your phone. Mm -hmm. That is huge. And if you do not know Lisa's story, Mm -hmm. um, she knows heartbreak. Yeah. She knows. She's walked that path. It is not out of ignorance Mm -hmm. um, or innocence that she writes that. Mm -hmm. It is out of a hard road. Mm -hmm. So we just encourage you, um, listeners, you are strong. Mm -hmm. And thank you for tuning in today. You know, heartbreak is so difficult, mm-hmm. and we are with you in it, and mm-hmm. we want, we hope that this has been helpful for you today to process that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much for tuning in. Yes. And go forward with courage. We know you can do it. Amen to that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Talk take to you care. Later. Thanks for listening to the Fully Lived Life podcast. We hope you found it encouraging and helpful. Be sure to follow or subscribe so that you never miss a new episode. And if you enjoyed our show, please help spread the word by sharing with your friends and family and posting on your social media. Thanks for listening and tune in to our next episode.